Welcome to the Shirts and Skins podcast with Devin and myself, Josh. We just had breaking news a couple hours ago. Donovan Mitchell's finally been traded, but not to the Knicks, to the Caps. I was shocked by this. Devin, what's your take on it? Uh, I thought NBA season was over, man. I thought I thought everything was over. I thought it was all figured out. Um, I figured nobody wanted anybody. Everything was set in stone. And uh, here they go, overselling again. Three players, like six picks, three protected first-round picks, two swaps, and you're getting um, one all-star. Yeah, I, I think it's a terrible trade for the Jazz especially. Again, I think the, the Gobert trade really just screwed everything up when it comes to trade values anymore. But I don't know what you really got in back. You're hoping these picks can turn into something. The Jazz got a crazy amount of picks. They're going to look like the the OKC Thunder now with the amount of picks they have. But I don't think, like, as much as I think it's a smart-ish move for the Cavs, they're still going to be the bottom four seeds. Like, that doesn't put them in the top four seeds in the East. No, I think I think I've seen a lot of people posting and they were like, oh, man, that's solid. Now they're like a solid number five, number six. <laughs> it's just like you gave up. You gave up your big point forward who could kind of shoot and extend the floor and mark in. And then you gave up sex in your point guard, which, OK, that's great. But he was solid piece. So you yeah. upgraded you upgraded your point guard with Donovan Mitchell. But how much? And then you gave up so much for basically like you you have the same rims, but you have new tires, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's the same car. It's the same. Like, if anything, you got worse and the jazz got worse. Yeah. The jazz are definitely banking on the future here, obviously. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're, they're doing nothing this year. And the Cavs are thinking maybe we can try to make a little bit of noise, but I just don't see it happening. I don't see them beating any of the top four seeds. They're going to be where they're at. They're going to remain like we talked about. They're going to be fifth, sixth seed. Congratulations. You just traded away two good players to be in the same spot you're going to be in the first place. And you're going to have no future. <laughs> Congratulations, Cavs. So this like, is this is this is your peak. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, I, that's I do love breaking the news with that's the breaking news with basketball, though, man. Like it's a shocker. Like, I think everyone thought it was over. Uh, I believe everyone thought it was over. And these are just the behind the scenes that, uh, unless you're involved, you just, you just don't know. And it was breaking news because, uh, like I said, I thought NBA season, yeah. all the news, everything was over, man. If there was going to be a deal, I expected it to be closer to the beginning of the season. And I really thought, again, it was going to be with – the Knicks, but I guess once they said they re-signed uh, R.J. Barrett, there was no trade that was going to happen. Right. They already spent so much money. It was just like you already got Brunson over there, and then you re-signed Barrett. is is a wrap. I guess this was like a, well, we have no other choice. Let's go this out. He really wants out, and uh, let's see what we can do. And, you know, that offer isn't so bad. But like you said, they're basically the Thunder, and uh, we'll see what they can do. The Thunder still have picks coming in. Uh, they, they look solid, but then – you know, their boy got hurt and he's out for the season. So, yeah, it's just one of those things. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into the, to the, the real thick of things when NBA season starts. But one good thing is college football starts right now, today. Yeah. We got and, college football on now. We already had week zero that just went on. Nothing exciting, but it was still college football. You know, you had some 
some no-name teams getting beat by some good teams. And still, it was something to watch, at least. We had football on that mattered. Now we have football on this weekend. We have a lot of good football, college football games. Definitely excited about that. Uh, before we get into the college football, let's wrap it up here with our NFL. Uh, we're going to go into the AFC East. I don't think there's going to be much description. I think we're going to kind of all kind of, you know, this division seems like it should go this way. Obviously, the Bills. The yeah, Bills I, don't, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think there's too much to, to talk about the AFC East. Um, I, the way we line it up, maybe you have something in the middle change, but the top and the bottom should be the same. Yeah. And then we, we will finish off with our, our, our run through the divisions with your AFC West next week. But um, with the AFC East, I mean, I got I got the Bills at the top, and then you know Super Bowl contenders, Super Bowl favorites right now. You know they got them with the Bucks, the Chiefs. Um, we'll see, we'll see, we'll get into we'll get into the Bills here in a second, and then I have the Jets at the bottom, and then the middle. You can kind of we'll, maybe we'll have a little debate here, but uh, if you want to start us off, Josh, well, where you're at, but I got the Bills at the top, uh, Jets at the bottom, and um, yeah, I feel like that's the the only way you can go. Like as far as those two teams, the Bills should dominate this division. The Jets are going to be at the bottom with the the unfortunate offensive line situations they have. Uh, Wilson's hurt. We're not sure if he's going to be in play start play week one. They're improving. Their roster is good. It's very young. They seem like they're going in the right direction. They're just not there yet. And I said the Bills dominant. They they should top two three team in the NFL. As long as they stay healthy, they'll be there. That two and three spots where it gets weird. Uh, I'm going to put the Dolphins at two only because the way the Patriots seem so far through preseason is they're struggling on offense. Mac Jones hasn't looked good. He seems like he's getting pissed off. They don't have really an offensive coordinator. You don't know what's going on. Their defense is going to be on point. That's never a a doubt. But the Patriots' offense is kind of worrisome. Still no receivers to really speak of. You know, the, the, they've got 15 running backs over there. You lose James White, but there's to be okay in the running back department. And then, obviously, the Dolphins, I put them at two simply because you got better. They have a, a really good defense. You have an improved wide receiver now with Tyreek Hill. Uh, uh, again, same thing as the Patriots. They have four or five running backs that can produce and put up numbers. It's all on Tua. If Tua can produce and put up decent numbers, they'll be second spot easily. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, I just want to hit on the Jets a little bit here. The Jets would have been better, but they done lost a defensive lineman. Uh, they done lost a, uh, their starting off, uh, offensive lineman again. And, you know, Wilson went down, which, you know, White looks decent, looks feasible. Um, you have some wideouts you spent some money on. You went out and got Wilson. You have more out there. Um, there's potential there. You have Salah. I like Salah as a coach. I think their defense will be okay. They'll keep them in some games. Um, I don't think it's going to keep them in week one game against the Ravens. I'm <laughs> no. actually betting. I'm betting hard on that. But uh, the Jets, we'll see. But health issues already before the season starts. Quarterback questions and in the wrong division at the wrong time. Just not as talented as the Dolphins. Uh, we'll get out coached by the Patriots, and um, the Bills just too much talent all the way around. 
Now, the Bills and the Dolphins, it all falls on Tua. Tua is going to be the quarterback that either is going to blow up and people are going to be like, oh, man, this guy's great. He's everything we thought he was. He's going to be the baby Russell Wilson type deal. We don't know. Um, it's, it's, it's either he's going to make it or break it this year. And um, we're going to find out with him. And then, obviously, coaching. The coaching staff, Bill Belichick, you can get out coached by Bill Belichick. Defense, like you said, is going to be on point. Kicker, special teams, um, they're not going to lose that game like that. I believe they're going to try to run the ball with their five, four or five running backs, just like the Dolphins have. Um, Mac Jones is a question. Wide receivers is a question. Um, offensively, questions. I, I do, as well, have the Dolphins based solely on talent. But don't be surprised if the Patriots somehow make it and they're number two. It just that's Bill Belichick. Don't be surprised if somehow the Patriots made the playoffs. You can't never count them out. I think that's a long shot. I think it's a long shot for the Dolphins to make the playoffs just because of how the AFC is set up. Yes. But the Bills are going to walk away talent wise, kicking game, um, O line, D line, uh, secondary, wide outs, quarterback play. Um, running game still has questions. If Singletary Cook. Moss, they can figure out something over there. We'll see. We'll see. Singletary is kind of turning it on. But then you go and grab Cook, you know, in the second, third round of the draft. And then you already had Moss there. So you're, you're fighting for some kind of running game. Yeah, you, you definitely want to use less Allen as your running back because you don't want your starting quarterback, your star quarterback, to be the guy that's rushing the ball 15 times. And the way he runs – it's like a freight train, you know. He, you don't want to put that kind of pressure on him and that those kind of hits. You don't want your star quarterback taking any hits like that. Yeah, that's then, the Cam Newton effect. The Cam Newton effect, um, it's good for a couple years, but then your body just does break down. Now, you're still a big human being. You are. You're, you'll still be a big human being, but uh, you can only take so many blunt forces. And that's what uh, they say about Lamar Jackson. He's very good at uh, finessing and kind of turning with the hit. He doesn't take the full-blown hit, whereas Allen kind of just uses his big body, and he's a truck. And uh, he's also out there trying to hurdle stuff, and, you know, he's your star $400 million quarterback. Um, I do believe the Bills walk away. I do believe the Bills are favored for a reason to be in the AFC Championship. Um, there's a couple of teams out there that can definitely compete with them, and uh, it'll be a fun year for the AFC. We've talked about it, especially with your yeah. division coming up next week. I think we can bring up the Bills a little bit even next week uh, because one of those teams out there West should be uh, maybe playing them, if not the Ravens, if not the Bengals, you know? Yeah. And uh, we'll see. But the Bills should walk away with the AFC East. So last that's year, not I even think... up for debate. It's not even up for debate, right? Really. I don't see how anybody can debate that. Even if you hate the Bills, even if you're in that division and you love whatever team, I don't think you can debate that. Like the Patriots last year surprised everybody. With getting 10 wins, like, I don't think anybody expected them to get 10 wins with having Mac Jones. Nobody thought Mac Jones was going to be a, a good quarterback. Bro, he had two games. He had one game where he threw the ball twice, and he had one <laughs> game where he threw the ball 10 times. And they won. The the ultimate game manager, that's for sure. Like, they controlled him completely. So, I wonder if they're going to let him open up a little bit. Not having a uh, legit offensive coordinator. I believe they're having Matt Patricia, who's a defensive guy. Gonna no, be they the downgraded. Yeah, they downgraded. 
that that's where I think they take that step back, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I'm a Mac Jones guy. I just don't know if he's going to have as good of a year. Not that he had a good year last year, but I think he has a step back. I agree. I agree, boss. I think, I think if anything, they took a step back on the offensive side where they need to st- take a step forward. And uh, Josh McDaniels turned down a Colts job, and he didn't turn down this uh, this, this Raiders job. Yeah. So there was something he's seen, and he wanted to get out of there, and uh, whatever that may be, um, I don't blame him. You definitely have more offensive power. Now you're the head coach anyway. So uh, Mac Jones, man, another, another one of Josh's boys. We'll see how he does. <laughs> All right, so – Speaking of football in the NFL, let's let's kind of move it into the college football as well because we got week one. Not many major games. Like week one always seems to kind of be those, you know, the what we'll call them like a preseason game kind of thing or that that prep game that they always kind of bring on. Uh, a couple of the bigger games, you've got a 19th-ranked Arkansas, 23rd-ranked Cincinnati. That should be interesting. You want to see where Cincinnati's at from last year, obviously making the, the – the, they're, they're, they're gonna hit a they're gonna hit a wall. They're I completely hit a wall. agree. I have Arkansas. I have Arkansas putting a whooping on them. That's I would I would bet on that, but I'm not even trying to bet week one of college football. But I, I would put Arkansas mops the floor with Cincinnati. I completely agree there. I don't think Cincinnati's gonna be what they were last year. Like you, you lost your shutdown. You lost your shutdown corner. You lost your other corner. You lost your quarterback. You yep. lost your line. I think they said they had like 61% uh, people come back. Okay, that's great. But the, the 39% you lost was the important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those were the difference makers for you. Uh, another big game. Uh, this one I'm, I'm really intrigued by. I'm kind of curious to see where you're at with this team. But you got 11 Oregon versus number three Georgia. Tory Dreggers, Georgia Bulldogs. I'm nervous about Georgia this year. I want to see where they're going to be at because they lost so many weapons on that team. They lost their whole defense. I was going to say the entire defense got drafted, and it was like drafted in like the first two rounds. So it wasn't. And the like, thing is, the thing is, the guy they're playing, he's the old defensive coordinator for Georgia, so, so he knows he knows Kirby Smart. Um, I still think Georgia takes it just size alone. Um, Oregon being new coach, new staff, new. Too much new out in Oregon. Yeah. He's going to try to bring an SEC vibe to the Pac-12 out there, but he doesn't have the size he had in Georgia. Um, Georgia's still going to have talent. You still have your starting quarterback, whether or not he's a lead or not. Stetson Bennett, he's still a starting quarterback. He won you a championship. He can make some throws. You're going to have a good running back. You're going to have a good O-line. You're going to have a good defense. Now, is it going to be as good? I don't know. Um, I still have Georgia – beating Oregon and it may be a little close to the first half, but Georgia should walk away with it. But now Georgia does get cl- getting some uh, close games and uh, they get to where that they don't put up them, them points, you know, they don't get the high scoring affairs. Um, we'll see though. We'll see. But I have Georgia, especially being in Atlanta. Um, or I think it's in new Orleans. It's just, it's somewhere down South. It's in like new Orleans or Atlanta. It's in the Georgia dome or yeah. the new Orleans. Uh, Mercedes Dome. Yeah, it's one of in the Chick Fil A Dome, Atlanta Falcons Stadium. Yeah, so they're they're basically at home. It's yeah, it's um, a home game for them, no matter what. So Oregon coming out. I don't think Georgia's gonna 
that ranking right now for Oregon is kind of kind of far fetched to me. But yeah, we'll see. I think a lot of the preseason rankings are always a joke. Like I don't, I'm not a fan of these early preseason rankings and how high right. or, or they have they're, some guys. They're super hyping up right now. They're super hyping up uh, Utah. Like a couple people are saying Utah can make the playoffs. Pac-12, Utah, don't sleep on Utah. They got an offense now. Um, I was looking at the poll. 55% of people are still picking Florida to win. Well, Florida's undefeated at home in the opener since I think there's like the nine like late nineties or early two thousands, something like that. Like it's an impressive streak for Florida. I have Florida, I have Florida winning. I have Florida winning. <clears throat> That's a game where I, I wouldn't be shocked if Florida beat them. Like it's an SEC school. SEC schools you can never count them out. They're at they're, home. They're always... Yeah, they're at home. Right. You're you're in the swamp, you have that atmosphere. You know, that, that's that's one of them teams where I'm curious to see where that ranking is. Is it too high, too low? Like, every year you have those teams. And I, I'm, as a Michigan guy, I think Michigan ranks too high. It's one of them teams. But, like, I hate the rankings this year, this time of year because it makes it hard for those teams that aren't ranked to be able to move up. You have some good teams that aren't ranked right now and it's so hard for them to move up into the rankings because they're unranked at the beginning of the year. Like, don't bring these rankings out until two or three weeks in. That way we can get a general idea of how these teams are and then bring in the rankings. But it's for conversation. It's for people who can talk. Like, I understand the whole point of it is, but it's just irritating whenever I see these things. Uh, I think probably the biggest game, definitely the biggest game of the weekend, Notre Dame-Ohio State, number two, number five. Ohio State two, Notre Dame's five. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I, I sadly hate to say it. I think Ohio State's going to destroy Notre Dame. I don't think it's going to be close. Bro, they have Ohio State, like, almost 18-point favorites. Yeah. Like, that's a two and a five week one. And just Notre Dame, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. I hope it's competitive. I hope Notre Dame wins, obviously. Um, tough. Ohio State, they got them favored right now. A lot of them have them favored to win the championship. Um, yeah, people are arguing for them that they should be the number one over Bama. And and you could you can see why they have a lot of returning returning yeah, talent. I, I can't argue it. Again, I hate them, but they I have a lot the of returning talent. They have a lot of returning talent, and um, it's just bad timing. And they're at home. Yeah, it's it's a crazy way to start the season. I'll say that. Like, you always have at least one game that first week of those two teams that are big names that come up against each other, and I guess it's the the saying: it's always good to lose early. If you're going to lose, you want to lose early. But I don't know. I like that there are teams that are willing to do it because. A lot of teams yeah. will, will another split. another big game though is the Sunday game, the Florida State LSU game. Yeah. Like those two programs, they have to get back on track. I mean, both of these programs, you know, they've won some championships in the past couple of years, a few years, you know, five, ten years, you know. And uh they've been on the top, FSU kind of on a downward slope. Jimbo Fisher left. Uh they had their problems, but uh, you know, they played week zero, destroyed a nobody. Um, you're coming back with LSU. You're talking about Notre Dame. We're talking about Brian Kelly, the old coach. He's in LSU now. Yeah. What can he do with a football team instead of an academic team like Notre Dame? Um, 
we're going to find out, man. And that's a good game on Sunday, the only game on Sunday. And I just hope we see some competitive ACC, SEC football. And the same thing with Monday. Monday you go in, you got Clemson and Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech. And uh, you just want to see that great ACC ball, put ACC on the map. Because on Saturday, Miami, we're playing nobodies and Beth Hune Cookman. So I want to see 60 points. But I don't see 60 points on the map. You know, I already think, man, we're struggling. <laughs> that, that's the way I, like, Michigan plays Colorado State. It's like, okay, this is a warm game. You should dominate these guys. This shouldn't be a game. Again, yeah, y'all are like favored by like 32 points. And, and I want more than that. <laughs> I think that the Monday night game actually kind of intrigued me. I always find Georgia Tech an interesting watch. I, I love their like triple option that kind of no one's doing this kind of offense. I've always enjoyed watching them. They're not going to win, but they like can make it game. ugly. <laughs> right. It's that slow kind of play. They're going to keep you off the field, wear you down. But another team you that I find. You want to see a 13 game. minute drive. You want to see a 13 minute drive. They'll give you a 13 minute drive. Yeah, but they do like Mac Jones and throw the ball like 10 times a game. Yeah. And one of the best wide receivers to ever play came from there. Yeah. Calvin Johnson. <laughs> Insane. But what, uh, speaking of that game, Clemson, what are your thoughts on Clemson this year? Do you think they are worthy of a force? Uh, you lost Brent Venable. You lost your defensive master. You, you use your guru. He was your animal. He was the hype train. He was everything your defense did. Um, the talent should still be there. You should still have some defensive talent. But – the master is gone. So hopefully that defense is still what it was. Hopefully, uh, you know, Dabo can keep them alive, keep them well. Uh, your quarterback play, um, supposedly he got in the gym. He lost some weight. Uh, they want him to run a little more. Uh, I, that's, that's on record. They said Watson, Boyd, all these guys ran. Um, so he lost some weight, and he's supposed to be on the move a little bit more. He has to he has to keep him in the game. He has to he has to be involved in the run game and the pass game. And they should beat Georgia Tech. They should have the talent to still be top of the ACC. Hopefully they see my my, my canes in the top of the ACC. It looks like these other teams kind of fell off a little bit. Um we'll see. We'll see. Uh Clemson, I still believe in Dabble. I think he's a great coach. So We'll see where they're at in ACC. And uh, Monday night, they're the only game on, so everyone will be watching. Yeah. I think this is a year I could easily see the, the seeds right now, one, two, three, four, the top four teams being the four teams in the playoffs. I hope that's not the case. But Bama, Ohio State, I don't see them not making it. The, the question is, past that, is who's going to be the team Thing is, Bama, you got to see Bama. You're gonna have to see Georgia. Bama, you got to see Texas A&M. And people aren't sleeping on Texas A&M and Jimbo. I think that's the big sleeper team is Texas A&M. Yeah, and you can't sleep on them because College Station ain't no joke. So depending on where it's played and what's going on, Georgia, you hoping they're rebounding, but I don't think Georgia's gonna rebound like Alabama's gonna rebound. Right. And I think Bryce Young's a better quarterback than Stetson Bennett. So, without a question. That that's that's a check mark right there. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, SEC could have some questions. You you never know that one team could come could come up out of nowhere. 
Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I. Yeah. I hope Florida does something. I hope they get involved, bring it back on the map a little bit. But I do think Alabama, Texas A&M, Georgia—they're just out front right now in the SEC. Um, the Big Ten, you got Michigan and Ohio State. I don't think Wisconsin is going to be anything to compete. Iowa, I don't think they're going to be able to compete with Michigan and Ohio State. Um, Penn State, Purdue, uh, I just I don't see any of them competing. You had Northwestern, Nebraska play in Ireland to start Week Zero, which is great. But yeah, that's pretty cool. But not they're not competing. Yeah, they're not competing with Ohio State, and Michigan. Um, you go to the Big Twelve. Oklahoma's revamped, new coaches. Oklahoma State's playing right now, but you got a returning quarterback. You lost some defensive. You lost some offensive power. I think they even have some people have TCU coming out of the Big 12, which that could be ugly because you're not even talking about Texas. Yeah. So um, Pac-12, you got Utah, and they might lose the SEC first first week against Florida. <laughs> <clears throat> and then you have Oregon. So if Oregon loses to Georgia right off rip, yeah. Pac-12 is done. Right off rip, Georgia and Florida just took care of the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, again, if you're going to lose, it's best to lose early. But I just don't know if those teams are going to be able to rebound and make their way back into that conversation. I think the only team that can lose if they lose close is Notre Dame. They can stay in the talks. If, if this is the only loss they take and it's a close loss, they'll be in that top four. They'll, they'll put them into the playoff kind of situation. But I think that's one of the few teams that can take an early L and be able to stay up near the top. They would have to win like crazy, crazy good towards the end because, I, I honestly, I see a three-score game, whether it's two touchdowns and a field goal. I'm not seeing right. it look pretty for Notre Dame. I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't think it's going to be much of a game, but I think that's – Notre Dame fans, that's what you have to hope for, is that they're at least somewhat close if you want to make it to where you can stay in that ranking. Because if you get blown out right off rip, it's going to be hard to come back up. I don't, care if that's the, I don't care if they have a number two team, number one team, whatever. If you get blown out, it's going to be hard to come back up. You they know, and, lose. and coming with the football and college football starting comes to an end of what a great time – before the football season starts, all the fantasy. This is the last week for fantasy drafts. Um, I know I have three more drafts. I have two tomorrow and one Saturday or two Saturday, two Friday. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I got I got a couple more drafts left um, out of the, the 120 I did. But uh, that's irrelevant. Numbers are just things. And, uh, you know, it's fun, though. But that it's time is fun. over. That time is over. Um and fantasy football will be upon us, and then you got to start setting your lineups. And uh, college football's here. Fantasy football's here. NFL will be here. We'll get into more, but, you know, next Thursday, one week from today, we have NFL ball. So we're going to get – we'll hit on that game a little bit next week. But, uh, man, we're, we're live, Joshy. This is the time to shine. Yeah, the best time of year. Well, let's say we, we are talking about AFC West. We got next week to finish up the divisions. We'll hit some of the NFL games, kind of uh, quick hitters on a couple games that are seem to be important. We'll talk about that real quick. Uh, maybe do some predictions on as far as Super Bowl. We'll see how we want to do it all, but 
Definitely. Yeah, we'll do definitely, week. definitely have uh, some Super Bowl predictions. Even if we get some call-ins or speak for others, we'll get like three or four people. You know, get some predictions of yeah. some of our guests that we've had on. Um, we'll definitely get some Super Bowl predictions. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, it's just easier to breathe, Josh. It's, it's easier to sleep. It's easier. It's easier to go to work. I work with knowing you, you have something to look forward to. Yeah, I work with you, and in <laughs> it's just easier to work with you when when football is on. You know, like it's it makes better. Mondays it makes Mondays better because when you go to work, you know, you get to have that conversation about the weekend and what happened in all the sports, and everybody's have everybody's debating. And then you know you got the, the the excuses for Monday and Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, you're already talking about oh, we're now we're gonna beat this team. You already forgot. You already forgot your team just got Molly Watt because that was that was that was that wasn't our that team. Was, we're still finding ourselves. That was one week. We, we weren't ready yet. Like yeah. now we got it. Yeah. I was just uh, talking anyway. to one of the guys. I was just talking to one of the guys, and you actually reminded me the damn uh, Bills Jaguars game. Yeah. Sorry, Jaguars, man. Just the huge upsets you don't expect. It kind of makes me want to second guess some of my picks and. Even though you think they're a clear-cut winner, should never happen. That's what football does. It happens, man. Yep. And it happens often, very often. Oh, well, and, more often uh, than it should. That's why betting is not for uh, the weak-minded. It's uh, it's called betting for a reason because <laughs> nobody really knows. Yep. I don't care if you think you know these numbers, you know these spreads. Oh, the bookie can. Three points is a push. No, dude, you don't know. You really don't. What if the dude walks off the bus and breaks his leg? The the you already put the bet in. You know, an injury could happen. Um, even if an injury don't happen, just someone could show up and the other team doesn't show up. Yeah, uh, that's that's why we watch, and uh, we also watch for the fantasy aspect because not only do I need my team to win, but I also need the other team's three players to go off without scoring. <laughs> so. It's fun, man. I love uh, it. Such I'm a heavily, different spin. I'm heavily involved. I'm heavily involved this year. I'm going to have another video out for these guys um, as well. Um, I want to get draft these last few teams, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. I want to I also do a shout-out. I might do it in my video. I might do a shout-out of, like, some random team names, some of the good yeah. team names we have. Those are um, always good. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably do something along that lines. And uh, – yeah, man, I wish we could have did a little younger, man. I don't want to cut it short or anything, but we got college football on. I'm trying to watch this brawl in Pittsburgh City right now. Yes, sir. Let's go. Well, uh, we'll be back next week for sure. Like I said, we're going to hit our really good into the NFL. The best time of year we're getting into it right now. This is all speculations. No one knows. We're all professionals now. Now, <laughs> now, now actually, if anything we ever said comes to light, Told you so. We knew it all along. And if we're wrong, we're just joking anyways. Yeah, we were just joking. <laughs> we're joshing you. We're joshing you. Hey, shirts and skins. Shirts, shirts and skins. skins. We're all out. right, Josh. Thank you for listening to Shirts and Skins Podcast.